your news program every morning with up-to-the-minute news and extensive analysis of issues from Korea and abroad. This morning with Alex Jensen on TBS EFM. So the World Health Organization has been suggesting there is growing evidence behind this link between the Zika virus and microcephaly, uh, the rising number of infants being born with this birth defect that causes an abnormally small skull size. But the WHO is warning that it could take up to six months to actually prove this causation. Obviously, correlation and causation are two separate issues. The thing is, we don't even have correlation in a country like Colombia, where we have thousands of pregnant women and tens of thousands of people overall with the Zika virus, but not one case of microcephaly. 34 countries overall have reported the Zika virus. Seven have apparently seen an increase in microcephaly cases, though, according to the WHO. Uh, let's bring in from the WHO's emergency committee, Professor David Friedman from the Division of Infectious Diseases as well at the University of Alabama at Birmingham. Good morning to you from Seoul. Uh, good morning. Uh, good to be with you uh, this morning, Alex. Yeah, great to have you too. Um, so how strong would you say at the moment the evidence is this link between the Zika virus and microcephaly? Yes, I think that um, uh, there's increasing um, evidence that uh, Zika virus um, can cause um, um, in some cases, uh, microcephaly, uh, but there have been really a small number um, so far where uh, it's been clear-cut, uh, really only uh, less than 10 cases where they've actually um, found uh, damaged brains that have virus particles um, um, in the brains, and these are either in uh, uh, newborns or in, um, um, or in fetuses that, uh, that had uh, miscarriages or, or spontaneous um, abortions. So something, something's going on here under some circumstances. Um, it seems apparent uh, that Zika virus uh, um, can cause uh, uh, severe neurologic uh, damage. Mm. Um, but what the association is with the microcephaly found in so many uh, of these uh, babies, especially in Brazil, um, really uh, needs uh, some uh, definitive epidemiologic uh, study. Yeah, I mean, normally we'd be expected to see uh, in the low hundreds of microcephaly cases, but... Uh, there have been more than 4,700 reported in Brazil, although only a quarter have been studied so far. Is it possible that we've just greatly over-exaggerated the scale of microcephaly? Well, in, in, in Brazil, I think there's no question that that's uh, the case. And as the Brazilians say themselves, um, you know, the first, uh, as you mentioned, a quarter of the first uh, 1,300 or so, uh, they've immediately uh, discarded um, half uh, as either not meeting the criteria uh, for microcephaly. In other words, somebody reported them as microcephaly, but when they were properly investigated, they were not, or they had another obvious cause uh, for microcephaly. Microcephaly can be caused by uh, a number of uh, different agents, uh, you know, uh, ag uh, infectious agents, as well as uh, genetic, uh, genetic uh, circumstances. Mm -hmm. and, and very clearly, um, everybody uh, 
uh, uh, knows that uh, the level, the baseline level that Brazil was reporting earlier on is much, much lower than anywhere in the world. And, you know, that's just an indicator that, yes, there's this huge increase, but uh, they probably weren't really looking at it uh, prior to last year in any rigorous uh, way. Why are months required, though, to establish this cause? What happens over months? Is it that you just uh, amplify the number of uh, studies of, of brains and, and tissue? Well, no. Um, what, what they're having to... Uh, First of all, what they're having to do, you know, what seems to be um, um, the, the greatest uh, possibility is that um, a mother gets infected early in the pregnancy, and then, of course, um, you have to wait for the baby to be delivered to do the uh, investigation. So there's this natural lag period, and that's why we don't know quite what's going to happen in Colombia yet, because yeah. uh, the virus hit Colombia much later. It didn't hit there until, um, um, you know, uh, October or so. So most of the baby, most of these uh, uh, pregnant women with uh, Zika virus have not delivered yet. So in a few circumstances, you may get severely affected babies that cause miscarriages. But as far as, um, um, you know, sort of the lower level effects and causing uh, microcephaly, got to wait till the mother uh, delivers. And then you've got to do um, um, what's called, and this is what takes the time, what's called a case control um, um, study. So you've got to, um, you've got to look at, um, um, you've got to look at babies that have microcephaly, then you've got to look at matched uh, babies, uh, that's what's called case control, matched babies that don't have microcephaly, and look for differences in the rate of Zika virus uh, uh, infection um, in those. And, and, and what you need to uh, uh, demonstrate to show causality is that uh, the babies that have microcephaly have much higher rates of Zika virus infection uh, than the babies that don't have microcephaly. And right. That's, that just takes time. But, but healthy babies could, in theory, otherwise healthy anyway, could, in theory, be born with the Zika virus in their tissue, in their system somewhere? Oh, yeah, no, right, absolutely. And, um, you know, I, I don't think anybody, um, you know, would say that, uh, that this is going to be um, sort of a hundred percent, what we call, call a hundred percent attack rate. Um, you know, many, many diseases have many manifestations and many complications. And, you know, this may turn out to be... Um, you know, something that happens with Zika virus, but a very rare complication of Zika virus. Mm. So, you know, this is something that we really need to uh, establish, uh, you know, what, what, what the rate is in, in a baby that gets infected uh, or is exposed in pregnancy to, uh, uh, to, the, Zika, to the Zika virus. And uh, we also need to look at other things like uh, cofactors, et cetera, because yes. you know, one of the possibilities is that there's something else going on that is causing you know, um, Zika to cause brain damage in certain countries or in certain proportion. You know, it could be a co-infection with another uh, uh, virus. Uh, you know, dengue and chikungunya and other viruses are very common in Brazil. And maybe you need a combination of circumstances, and Zika is just one of those circumstances in order to cause the microcephaly. Yeah, I was going to say that there, there could well be something secondary going on. Uh, and Colombia, presumably, then, is going to be a very important benchmark because we've got thousands of pregnant women reported to have come down with the Zika virus. If we don't see an unusual rise in microcephaly cases, that's going to, is it tear up this theory? Well, it's, it's 
not going to tear up the theory. There may be, uh, again, there may just be a very low rate of, uh, of babies that have uh, abnormalities, and um, it would certainly, you know, tear up the theory that uh, if you get Zika virus, you're going to have uh, a baby with microcephaly, uh, but it could uh, still help determine, you know, if there's some low rate of association. Um, I think the data is going to be available from Brazil sooner. Um, the case control studies uh, have been started um, there. Brazil has the advantage that, you know, these babies have already been born, and uh, there's a lot of Zika mm. virus all over uh, Brazil. So, um, you know, CD, the uh, American CDC, as well as the, uh, you know, Brazilian counterparts have already started these studies because they, they can, these babies have been born and they can enroll the babies with microcephaly and, and you know, test them for uh, Zika infection and they can find matched babies uh, that, uh, that don't have uh, Zika virus and, uh, uh, so the, or, or matched baby. Uh, sorry, babies, normal babies, and test them for Zika virus at the same time. And, you know, those, those studies are starting and, you know, could be, you know, could be done in a couple or three months, uh, whereas in Colombia a lot of the babies haven't been born yet. Yeah. A couple of points I wanted to raise with you briefly um, in Brazil specifically. There were recent claims by Argentine officials suggesting that larvicide added to Brazilian drinking water in 2014 could have been a factor. Also, there was another report that suggested that uh, there were babies being born with, uh, you know, birth defects in, in larger numbers than expected in Brazil going back to 2012, two years before the Zika virus is thought to have entered the country. Um, would you suggest that either of those two warrant further research? Um, pr probably not a whole lot. I mean, I think the, um, um, I I'm not fully up with that uh, situation, but uh, my understanding, um, you know, is that uh, that, uh, that agent, uh, that larvicide that's been uh, introduced has uh, been introduced in parts of the country as well that don't have Zika virus. And, uh, you know, they, they, they have not seen, um, you know, they have not seen the uh, similar rates of uh, increase in microcephaly. So, um, you know, the, the epidemiology uh, uh, so far, you know, just uh, just isn't there to support mm. uh, to support that theory. I'm not sure, though, Professor Friedman, whether I'd fancy drinking water with larvicide in it. Uh, doesn't sound like a great idea. Well, um, yeah, it, it's, you know, it, it, I, as I said, I'm, I'm not an expert mm. in toxicology, but, uh, you know, th this is a, a practice uh, that's actually going on in quite a few, uh, uh, you know, quite a few places. And, uh, you know, it, it, it gets put, um, you know, uh, it gets put in the same uh, drinking water as the larvae are in. So, you know, you probably, uh, uh, probably um, n wouldn't feel good about drinking uh, water if you knew that all these mosquito larvae were breeding in it anyways. No. Well, I guess... That's where water filters and bottled yeah. water and things like that come into play, but obviously not available to everybody. Professor Friedman, thank you very much for speaking with us. Okay, pleasure. And good luck with your efforts. Uh, David Friedman from the University of Alabama at Birmingham, also part of the WHO's Emergency Committee. You can email any questions or thoughts you have, efmthismorning at gmail.com.